get for being She's gone. not going to be here to record next week either. What? She's in Disney. Oh my gosh. She's abandoning us. Wow. Break. Did she find another podcast that she's having more fun with? <laughs> a, a hipper, newer, younger podcast? Yeah. <laughs> At the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Oh man. We should take uh, Beyond Sunday on the road. Beyond Sunday from Disney? Yeah. Sure. You could do Beyond Sunday podcast recording during the youth trip. We d- uh, discussed know, doing have that like in the past. youth yeah. give their insights. They don't have any insights. <laughs> I work with these youth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. This is Patrick Mazarov with me, as always, uh, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And not Elise McCarter. Instead, we have Cassandra Nagel. Woo. Hello. Yes, excellent. Uh, Elise is doing Somewhere. something. I don't, I don't know. know. She was very evasive yeah. when we asked what was going on. She's like, I got a thing. I was like, cool. <laughs> Drug deal. That's probably what it is. This mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. New, new podcast or... Or she's been kidnapped. That's a possibility. Maybe. Did you... Well, I think we talked about this on the podcast years ago, that somebody found out their, their mother was kidnapped because of the Wordle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they did. Because yeah. oh they did not get their updated Wordle score. Yeah, yeah, they had been in a home invasion and they'd been tied up in their basement or something like that oh, because geez. they didn't but post their Wordle score. Yeah, they didn't post the Wordle score. Back so. when Wordle was cool, back I, in the days. I still play. It's I'm not still saying cool. you can't play. I'm just saying it's not like the hip yeah. new thing. Yeah. Sandra's parents play like every night at the same time, right? Yeah, they have an alarm that goes off at 8 p.m. We're getting like yeah. a whole new spinoff podcast of like Beyond the Nagels. That's going to yes, be right. literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Nagels are faithful listeners. Okay? They are. So, or at least one of them. My mother no, is, yeah. I have no idea if Cassandra listens. But I don't. <laughs> or, or Papa Nagel. That's I don't right. know his name, yes. yes. Mike is <laughs> Mike. his name. Yes. Yeah. I think Papa Nagel. I think, <laughs> I think he listens when I'm on it, but not okay, sure. so on a regular basis. My to, mom listens to them shout all the time. Shout out to Papa Nagel. <laughs> how, how would Big Papa feel about being referred to as Papa Nagel? I think you would hate it. Even better. all right yes um so the oscars well this comes out the oscars were last night did you watch probably not i absolutely did not i will guarantee that i woke up on monday morning and forgot they even happened (laughs) i used to be super in uh but not as much anymore i have kids so i don't watch anything anymore you know yeah your kids are the reason huh well i've only seen like out of the best picture nominees i think i've seen listen three i had like 30 years of my life when I didn't have kids and I cared just as little about the Oscars now as I did. Well, I cared. <laughs> and I watched those, all the movies, you know, I wanted to know. So fair enough. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. Sandra, are you going to watch? Are you going to go to an Oscar party? Uh, no, I wasn't invited. You could throw one. Yeah. Have your own party. Host. Mm, no, it's too much work. That sounds Sunday's accurate. a busy day already. Yeah. So glitz and gl- too much glitz and glam. That was surprisingly hard to say. It was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. But we're actually going to talk about a movie for a okay. minute. But instead, we're going to start with our news. Right. Uh, is David. this Oscar-related news? It is not. Is it about a guy named Oscar? Nick. Oh. Okay. Oscar the Nick. I was thinking Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. We could do a little... I really am sad that I missed that question trivia a couple weeks ago. Oh, at our, our youth group trivia night? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That yeah. was disappointing. Famous my, Oscar. Yeah. Well, my yeah. table went straight table to like right. Oscars that they knew. and like, like That's act- an Oscar you knew. Well, but they knew like actors named Oscar or whatever who played other characters. I was like, sure, those all sound good. And it's like, oh, Oscar the Grouch. How did I miss? Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed in myself. Uh, but you're a homeowner. I am a homeowner. That's true. Yeah. A home- Home owner. <laughs> it's a home owner. That's in our words today. Good look out, friends. I didn't see that in the middle of the word homeowner is the word meow. <laughs> sure. Good luck saying that is word that correctly new, ever again. Story. <laughs> this just in. Yeah. You can't spell homeowner without no, meow. <laughs> so you it's like, proof that you need a cat. If I'm you a he meowner. <laughs> All right. What's our? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Xander, you are not a homeowner. 
No, not She yet. lives in a home that someone owns. I do. That, <laughs> maybe, is, that is true. Maybe Papa Nagel has dealt with this. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, uh, anything unusual you found in the home after moving in? Oh, yeah. We found weird stuff What'd in the house. What did you find? Well, give me, give me uh, some, some strange picture frame. Oh, we took out a wall, and uh-huh. we found like weird stuff that had fallen. It was like a... It was a half, not a half wall, but it like didn't go all the way to the ceiling. It was a wall that was added in, mm-hmm. and there was a shelf at the top. But the shelf didn't. There was a gap behind it, and so we found all sorts of stuff that had clearly fallen off the shelf and down into the wall. Oh, okay. Okay. So we found fun. like old picture frames and yeah, stuff like that. No, okay. Nothing like cool in the picture. Oh, right. weird Jesusy stuff. Like yeah. that. As a pastor, I probably shouldn't say that, but this is like <laughs> super weird. Like okay, weird Jesusy. Yeah, stuff. yeah, not normal you know, like, Jesusy stuff. You know, kitschy, like little like crafty. Here's my okay. Northern European little blue-eyed baby, whatever that represents G- i don't know you know what i'm talking about like mm-hmm. icons and that kind no of no like like little crafty i don't know yeah. knickknacks yeah knickknacks that's it yeah crafty jesus knickknacks okay well jesus was very crafty that like so. if i if i saw these in a store i would go like ugh. but instead i found them in my wall which was then a little bit more terrifying sure the nagel household anything weird that they found ever after moving in I don't know. I was pretty little when we moved into our house, okay. so yeah. I don't really remember. Sure. You've moved into like other apartments. Do you ever find anything there? No. Okay. Yeah. No. How about you? You're a homeowner. Uh, You're a he meower. <laughs> meowner. He meowner. Home meowner. Another my husband idea. Uh, some friends, um, when I was, I guess, right after college, moved in into a house in Austin, yeah. and they did find like a clown sculpture nope. like figurine nope. type of thing mm. <laughs> i don't even like dislike clowns but that's a hard pass I'm yeah. Out. yeah that's <laughs> i'd move out that's yeah. the thing horror movies are uh-huh. made of right there uh but i think one of them did put it out on the curb sure. to like, get rid of it and and then it was then, like back in the attic then the we next found, day <laughs> then, like me and the other friend who lived there like got it and put it back in the house <laughs> <That's excellent. laughs> yeah yeah you should have like kept it and then just like moved it around and like every time you try <laughs> to get rid of it, just like keep popping it up in new places. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, headline here: uh-huh. Guy cuts hole in wall and is shocked by what comes pouring out. I never saw anything like that before. Is this like the guy who found a bunch of money in the bathroom at Lakewood Church? Is this like that? What? Oh my <laughs> gosh! Did <laughs> oh, you yeah, not hear about oh, that? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. plumber like went and like fixed and there's like twenty thousand dollars in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> mm, that's us at all. <laughs> yeah, it's totally where we keep our offering. That's. <laughs> Um, do you want to guess what, what is in the found? walls of this home? Uh, it came pouring out. Came pouring out. Uh, Macaroni noodles. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna go with pudding. Pudding. Oh, gross. <laughs> wow. Oh. He didn't say it was gonna be pleasant. <laughs> that would smell too. Yeah, oh. it's <laughs> that's probably why he's cutting a hole in the wall. He's like, what's the smell? <laughs> uh, so this is from uh, Nick Castro, who runs uh, Nick's Extreme Pest Control in California. Oh God, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> It's not. It's not that bad. Okay. All right. So <laughs> what comes pouring out from Nick's extreme pets pest control? Yeah. Don't worry. It's not nightmare fuel. Okay. It's weird, but All it's right. not nightmare All right. fuel. Okay. All right. Um, he called out because the home was experiencing a woodpecker. Okay. Uh, you know, peg holes in the siding. You know, like woodpeckers do, right? That's what they yeah. they peck holes. Yeah. You know who that is? I have no idea what y'all are doing. Yep. We're old. It's fine. Um. But the woodpeckers store food in their holes sure. for later use. Why oh. wouldn't you? That's what I do. So he was putting food in his hole, but it was mm-hmm. not staying in the hole. It was falling into the side of the house. Uh-huh. And that food <laughs> was acorns. Poor, this poor disappointed <laughs> woodpecker. Like, where did all uh-huh. my food go? Um, so the guy came up there and dealt with the woodpecker, uh-huh. you know, patched the holes up. Um, and then was like, hey, let's cut the hole, get some of these acorns out. And it's not just some acorns. Here's picture one. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh, geez, Louise. You can't even see the floor. It gets worse. Here's picture two. Oh, it's my. It's a lot of There's, acorns. It is. Oh, wow. That can't be real. 700 pounds that of acorns. That can't be real. That Somebody staged this. <laughs> 700 pounds. How, how long did they think, like, how much, how much food... Yeah, how many acorns you know, a day? How does many one years? Yeah, how many years was this woodpecker storing? I have no idea. All? I have no idea. He, how many acorns? He just said they just come the coming and coming nonstop. Nick's extreme pest control. I call lies. A- acorns were thought I to be fake news. I gotta he say, when you just himself? look at the picture and all those brown acorns, it looks like bugs. It yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. I would believe seven hundred pounds of bugs, but acorns like dead on. cockroaches or yeah. something. It's just <laughs> pouring out. He of estimated maybe about a quarter of the way up the wall, but it turns out they were all the way up to the attic. So I mean. Of like a, a one-story house? I think it's one-story, yeah. Still. I know. Maybe I, this was like a woodpecker village's, yeah. you know, motherload stash. Eight mm-hmm. large trash bags filled with acorns. Yeah, there's nice. like a whole civilization of woodpeckers right. that yeah, I mean, this has are going to die this winter. Woodpecker, right? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't think it's real. Of the things that could come pouring news. out of your walls. Like That's it, not bad. Acorns yeah. are pretty low on the list of gross or weird. Yeah. That's fair. We did have a a creature in our wall. Oh, did you? Yeah, we called a pest guy. He couldn't find it, but he thought it was a squirrel. Did it die? Maybe. <laughs> You're not smelling it yet. So this that's was something. this was like three years ago. So okay. <laughs> no smell. So maybe. Yeah. All right. right. Could have left. Could have died. I don't know. Here's hoping it left. Yep. <laughs> Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> or died somewhere else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not in my walls. Um. The. All ha- you wanted to ne- make sure you know all animals are handled humanely and never euthanized. So the acorn. Oh, the, the, good for you, the, Nick. The, the woodpecker is fine. Yeah. Aside from. The loss of right. acorns. It's time yeah. for starving He's this winter. He's starve to death now. Yeah. This is the the Scrooge McDuck of yeah. woodpeckers. Hope we return to those acorns to their rightful owner. No, yeah, put them in a trash bag. You should have put them outside, right? Like, yeah. give yeah. that give that woodpecker his acorns back. I mean, I'm listen, saying. if yeah. I put my leftovers in your fridge with my name on it, I expect that they're going to be there when I come back. All right, that had my Why name. Why are you putting on them it. in my fridge? Well, this woodpecker is putting <laughs> things in your wall. Why not be putting things in your fridge? In fairness. Name was not on it. <laughs> Touche. All right. And those acorns are up for grabs. That's no, anybody's acorns. No sticky note. That's right. Come on in here, Susie. Come on here, he Jimmy. He pecked his name into yeah. the side of the wall so yeah. you knew everything That's in it. Was if the woodpecker were smart, he would have yeah. pecked in Woody right there on the side of the wall. That's the woodpecker's name, Woody the Woodpecker. It's a cartoon, Cassandra. It's of fine. It's <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go. That's our story for the day. All right. All right. Let's talk movies. Okay. All right. Um, David, I know you don't care, so Cassandra. Um, <laughs> last probably, night at the Oscars. It's probably true, but it still hurts a lot. Call little. it now. Who, what's, who's winning Best Picture? I don't even know what the options are. I don't even know what the options are either because I haven't turned in my ballot yet. This is how Elise feels when we talk about sports in front of her, isn't it? Sure. This is, <laughs> I'm having a little out of body I, I can say I've seen none of the movies not, you, that are up Not even Top Gun picture. Maverick. No, oh, because no, I, I haven't seen the wait, first Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick is up for Best Picture? Yeah, they dominate like nine movies now. Up There's to no way that Top Gun... Like, I've seen Top Gun Maverick. It is fabulous. I love it. It should yeah. not be the best picture of this it's year. Not, it's, n- it's not going to win. How can you okay. say that if you haven't seen the other ones? Because I've seen Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I mean, maybe the other ones if, are worse. If it's that's the best win. picture of the year, then I we are not, in a stad state. I did not pick it affairs. as my best picture of the year. Sure. So, I, All right. What are our options? I picked it in the technical categories. Because I think they're, they're going to... It's like made like a ton of money. It like It like brought movies back, right? You know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there was... All, I, I would go see it again. It was great. I loved it. But don't go see it again. My parents bought it on Blu-ray. I'll loan you what, the Blu-ray. They bought a disc. Blu-ray? What? I, I can just stream this thing. Why am I buying it's anything? On H- it's on. <laughs> oh, uh, it's on I didn't Paramount. Know that. Oh, we don't have Paramount. Anyway, oh, there you go. It's on Paramount. What are my options? Uh, I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to look it up. Give me like your top four, and I'll choose one of them. Uh, I believe it's a two-horse race. Okay. To my knowledge, 
uh, with The Fablemans, which is Steven Spielberg's kind of a bio, uh, you know, a little movie about his life growing up. Okay. It's a terrible horse name, by the way. The Fablemans? Yeah. And Everything Everywhere All at Once. Those are, those are the, it's a two horse race between those two. Well, you've said that you love Everything Everywhere All that's at Once. That's my pick. So in, I'll, in, in I'll my vote Oscar for that. ballot, that's my, I voted for that one. I'll vote for that one. But it's a weird movie, so we'll see. Yeah. Cassandra, do you have a, a guess here as you gave? Uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the first Avatar. I think James Cameron is Avatar. Avatar two is to, a nominee. Close to genius. Yeah. So that is one of the three movies. I've having seen. seen none of them, yeah. I would probably choose that one. Okay, but so I heard that the like the graphics and stuff were really incredible in Avatar two, but like the storyline just didn't it's do, didn't one. do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's I like mean, a, if, it's if Avatar two in the or Avatar one in the water is kind of what I've heard. I feel like if Avatar oh. one didn't win, there's no way Avatar two could. Yeah, win. you know, Avatar one was more of like a, groundbreaking. Ooh, a sequel has one. This was in our trivia night. Yes, Godfather two. Yeah, is it the only one? Is that what we said? It's the, the only, only sequel, sequel that's ever won. Yep. Okay. Did the first Godfather win? Yes. Oh, they went two for two, mm-hmm. and then they made Godfather three, and we're like, oh, that's not a good movie. Yeah. There goes that. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen those movies, Cassandra? I have not. Yeah, do you know that they exist? Do you? Okay, that's good. All right. Uh, I've heard good things about other, some other movies. I've heard good things about Tar, and I've heard good things about Triangle of Sadness, and I've heard good things about women talking. So, um, I like when women talk. Yeah, so there you go. Not all the time. It's women, <laughs> just it's like just like men. <laughs> like <laughs> it's Women's Appreciation Month, so I felt like you know we should. Today's International Women's Day. Yeah. Today, like as of release as of, or as of recording. As of recording. Okay, oh, so International Women's Day. We're getting off the rails here. More women talking because we're going to talk about one of these movies. Were we ever on the rails? No. Okay. Uh, not in the four years of podcasting. <laughs> almost five <laughs> that we've done. Uh, from Christianity Today. Our friends. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once, and the beautiful mystery of God's silence. Okay. So we're talking about my favorite movie of the year, and hopefully an Oscar winner. I'm rooting for it. We'll see. Uh, and the mystery of God's silence. So I'm the only one who's seen this movie, correct? Yes. Correct. Right. Are there going to be spoilers in this conversation? Mild. Okay. Mild spoilers the for all you Mildest of spoilers, Oscar but we're there. ultimately, po- we're, this is not a movie podcast. We are... Unfortunately, uh, we instead are going to be talking about we're a Jesus podcast, but not <laughs> no. We're oh, the lame man. things you find in Pastor David's walls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the cool Jesus podcast. We're a cool Jesus podcast. Okay, yeah. Um, so we're basically going to talk about God's silence. Okay. okay. Um, so I will set up the movie. Okay. And we'll talk. We'll reference it, but it, no major spoilers. Okay. Okay. Deal. So, uh, do you know anything at all about it? It's a ninja movie. There's martial arts and there's time travel. No, it's not time travel. No? Okay, then no. I, I know that it's a ninja movie. <laughs> That's more than I knew. Yes, martial arts multiverse movie. Multiverse. Okay, so yeah. not time travel, but universe travel. Universe Which travel. I feel like is also time Like, I feel like these two are the Why? same thing. It's you, 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 you label it however you want to. Yeah. Okay. If uh, I'm traveling through universes, I might as well be traveling through tri- time. But it, but it, it's centered around a um, Chinese-American family okay. who are immigrants. So, okay. So, uh, who run a laundry shop. And are dealing with the IRS, so oh. this is the this is the central themes, okay? And almost sounds like a page turner. Yeah, <laughs> and almost every scene either takes place at the laundromat uh-huh. or at an IRS o- office. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Ninety percent of the movie is with it between those two scenes. Are okay. they in different universes? The laundromat, like, are they? In? We we have one main universe that we're oh. in the whole time. Okay. Is it our universe? So martial arts time? is happening like in the laundromat. Yes. And in the IRS office. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. I want my audits to go like that. <laughs> yeah. I've never been audited. Me neither, but so maybe it does include a martial arts portion. <laughs> I should probably be prepared. Yes. <laughs> Walk into my next IRS meeting be like, it's okay, I've been practicing. Yeah. And then strike a pose. Yeah. And <laughs> With your nunchucks. 
as I very quickly <laughs> dislocate my own shoulder with yeah. my own nunchucks. Um, so uh, the the author of this article is also um, uh, Chinese American. Okay. Okay. So Chinese American star in the movie. Mm-hmm. Written by a Chinese American so, about martial arts. In so an this is not my experience because I'm not Chinese American. Sure, uh, but this is the 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 movie's experience and her experience that I think is pertinent of how families communicate, especially when they have Chinese American immigrants. Okay, which which she would identify. So in the movie, uh, this it's you know it's really a, a three character piece. Evelyn, who's the main character, okay. her husband Waymond, and okay. her daughter Joy. Okay, okay. So the, the, we're really rotating between those three characters. Okay, all right, and in the movie. Evelyn and Joy have a strained relationship, and Evelyn and Wayman have a strained. Strained or strange? Strained. Okay, strained relationship. Yes. Got it. And Joy is leaving. She does not want, you know, um, her mom has frustrated her beyond belief. Uh, she is really angry, and so they're leaving, and you can see Evelyn, the mom, goes after her and wants to make it right. Like, she mm-hmm. wants to figure out, like, how do I communicate compassion to my daughter who is struggling right now? Mm-hmm. But- Again, not my experience, but according to the author of this article, this is a similar experience for Chinese American immigrants. Cannot say these words, I love you. I gotcha. Like, that's just not in their cultural language Mm -hmm. to communicate as a family. Mm -hmm. And the author here, uh, let me get her name, uh, Isabel Ong, uh, says, I don't remember the last time I said I love you to my parents. We just don't say it. Uh, But instead, Evelyn says, you need to try to eat healthier. You are getting fat. Mm. And you can see... That's not what she wants to say, but that's what she says, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so Joy leaves, strained relationship. Yeah. So that would put the strain on yeah. any of my relationships. Yeah. Especially because Joy is an American. You know, she's. Maybe I can start using that as yeah. my tagline for my sermons. Sure. <laughs> Instead of God loves you, I do too. <laughs> you have to try to eat healthier. You're getting fat. And this is before communion. <laughs> try to eat healthier. It's just, it's just a little bit of, you know, bread, right? Yeah. You could go for the gluten free way That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably healthier. <laughs> It's nothing. It's I think we're I think we're onto something here. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, this idea, you know, that this family relationship is the experience of like there is love, but it's mm-hmm. not communicated well. I want to just talk about that in the lens of faith, right? Okay. Because the Bible talks about God's love for us. Yes. Uh, Abundantly. All the time. Yeah. It's Old Testament, New Testament, God's Middle love. Testament. God's love for for people is present. Yes. Um. But I think we can definitely say some people, mm-hmm. some of the time, don't experience that. They don't feel it. They don't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And for some people, a lot of the time. Mm. So um, they don't feel love. So what we do in these situations where we have this text that says God loves us, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yet we don't sometimes feel yeah. loved from God. Sure. What do we do with that? Yeah. That's a, I mean, I think it's a great question. I think it, regardless of our knowledge of what scripture says, I think we go through phases where we don't feel that, Yeah. Uh, which is probably true of our relationships with our parents, regardless of our cultural boundaries. Right. I think, sure. you know, I, I grew up in a family where we say, I love you all the time. And there are still parents or still times when I don't feel it. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I worry that it's not there, but like, right, it's just not as present as other times. Yeah. Um, and so what does it mean for us to trust in something um, that we can't see and don't necessarily feel? Yeah, it's a bit, I mean, it's a big, 
it's a big challenge and it's sure. hard to get your head around it from a, a perspective of saying, well, I read these words on a page, but how do I know this is more than just words on a page? Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. You seem unconvinced that it makes sense. <laughs> well, I think it's hard. To, uh, this is a very individualized question. Sure. Yeah. Right. And um, now we can present a one size fits all answer. Everybody can. No, no, no. But I just mean like, like, I don't know if the, the goal of our faith is to always feel like God loves us sure you know what i mean but i think that it's also reasonable for us to say what should we do when we don't feel that sure, yeah. sure. Right? I, th- I think both of those are true like the goal doesn't have to be that i always feel it but i should also be able to get my head into a place where i can say i don't feel it yeah. but here's why i still know mm-hmm. it's true or you know like you know in my relationship with my wife right there are moments where i feel love more than others um but i always know that we love each other right mm-hmm. like that doesn't fade mm-hmm. um and in some ways, I think it's because, at least for us, it's because we say I love you all the time that it's that reminder, right? That for me, it's that um, tangible way to, to express that for one another. That Even when I'm angry and I kind of say I love you through gritted teeth, it's still that reminder that it's true. Sure. Um, yeah, but we, you know, and if, if the culture or if the, uh, the relationship with God is such that we don't have that interaction on a regular basis, mm-hmm. it's hard to ground yourself in that in the same way well i think also by nature of being you know church workers all three of us are church workers we work with people directly sure we have to navigate not these questions not only for ourselves but also alongside others oftentimes Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. like not only do i have to say what how do i approach you know god when i do not feel loved by god i have to walk beside people who are telling me i do not feel loved by god you know Mm -hmm. like and how do we navigate those waters with them um, cause it's one thing for me to say like, well, these are the elements of my experiences that I can point to and I can kind of hold fast to, but sometimes teenagers don't have those same experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what am I telling them to hold on to in those moments or when, uh, for pastors, what do you tell, you know, an 80 year old person who says like, I just don't, I don't think I've ever felt loved by God. Mm-hmm. That's a challenge, right? To say like, what do you, where do you go when you have those experiences? Yeah. So let me ask this question. Is there, without spoiling, I don't know, what I assume is some sort of dramatic conclusion, is there some way in which the mom finds a way to express her care and concern for her daughter without, or in the movie, is there a way that she is able to do that? Or does she just continue to tell her to eat healthier? Yes. There is a there's happy a re- There's a redemption. There is a, there is a happy ending between the two characters. Okay. You could have said that's too much of a spoiler. I would have accepted that too. But I, <coughs> I think that's, I mean, in this particular essence, right, it's a helpful reminder that even when we don't feel it, mm-hmm. we believe it's true. Yeah. And so if you're an 80-year-old and you say, I've never felt God's love, I can say, I understand that and that's okay. But I, you know, in some ways I believe on your behalf because we believe that there's going to be uh, a happy ending sounds way too like simplistic and cheesy, but we believe there's going to be an opportunity for your own redemption um, as God raises you up to the next life, right? That even if you're not feeling that love in this life, we believe that God has better things in store for you. And so I believe on your behalf and the community can believe on your behalf. And even if you don't feel it in this moment, um, we can continue to support one another through that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, let's get back to the back to the movie. Mild oh, okay. spoilers. Mild spoilers. Um, uh, so in the movie, uh, it is a multiverse movie. Sure. Uh, Evelyn is ultimately tasked with saving the universe. So 
like as one is (laughs) and the way it's what happens to me whenever i go to the irs the way she has to do this is what the movie would call universe jumping or verse jumping time travel got it not time travel (laughs) so she has to basically draw on other versions of herself because the movie will explain like every time a decision is made it creates a parallel another universe cool every time a decision is made, every decision and so for her life every decision made mm. has sprawled mm-hmm. out to there are sure. you know millions, millions yeah. of evelyns out there mm-hmm. and the movie you know says like this evelyn the one we're following is kind of the worst evelyn all, she made all the bad decisions mm. okay so every time it was a decision good or bad this one made the bad choice uh-huh. <laughs> like um and so she's at the lowest of the low so she's got to figure out how to kind of gather skills and abilities from your other universe people to fight against this great evil that's you know attacking all the universes wow okay so, so in like one universe she's a martial arts master so she get that's how we get the martial arts in. so okay. she gather, she gets that version of hers skills okay okay in one she's like one of those sign twirlers oh <laughs> okay so she gets that universe's skills and she can twirl a shield and you know fight sure. with it yeah with her martial arts skills in one she's a cook and so she has knife skills and so she gets this information. So I feel like a chef's knife skills are not the same as like knife in combat skills. You gotta watch the movie. Okay. okay. <laughs> Have you ever like had hibachi before? Those yeah. are some pretty yeah, legit knife skills. That's what that's she is. Fair. She's a hibachi yeah. chef. Yeah. yeah. Still, yeah. I mean, you're attacking an onion versus like attacking something <laughs> they that's spin knives and stuff. It's pretty legit. It does require some knife spinning. I'm so. not saying it's not yeah. difficult. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying I'm not sure it prepares you for battle. <laughs> well, she has the martial arts on top of it too. Okay. Yeah, she's all got right. all. She's got it all. All right, uh, but in one of the universe jumping that happens, mm-hmm. her and Joy are both in the same universe, but it's a universe that humanity never... Does Joy know that this is happening? Yeah. This is the biggest spoiler, okay. that Joy also has this pe- this ability. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, they're connected. Yeah, so they, well, mother, they end up yeah. in the same universe, but it's a universe where no life has ever formed, Ooh. and they're just rocks. They are just rocks? <laughs> yeah, and so it's... So, like, they're in the universe, but they are a rock. They're a rock universe. in the universe, yeah. But they exist. They, they communicate, mm-hmm. but in silence. It's just, like, text on the screen. These two rocks have mm. a conversation. And this is, like, the first real conversation that these two characters seemingly Aww. have ever had in their life. As rocks. In silence. Rocks. <laughs> and, and this is kind of... way more touched by this moment than I am. I'm going to go watch this movie tonight. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, and I think that this is the power of, like... In this moment of silence is where these two characters connect. And I think Mm. this is the value of how do we not only experience God when we feel unloved, but how do we experience God in silence, right? Because I think a lot of Christendom in America is based on experiencing God in noise. Sure. Uh, So how do we get at experiencing God with silence? Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of the the central, you know, question that... um, Isabel here is wrestling with in terms of this movie. Uh, so I wanted to talk about this. How does God communicate in silence? Anybody hear anything? <laughs> <laughs> that was inten- intentional silence. That was. So, that, was yeah. that was a little, little joke there for all no. podcast <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, I don't know. Cassandra, what do you think? I mean, we have lots of uh, experiences of wind and yeah. breath and spirit. And so... It's not silence necessarily, but Mm. it's something that we can't see, right? Um, I'm also thinking about Job. Mm -hmm. What a cool dude. Um, When he is grieving and he's like sitting in the middle of all the ash and and dust and then his friends come 
and sit with him yeah. and don't say a word, right? Like sure. that to me is the best thing they do. <laughs> yeah, the best thing they do <laughs> after they do right, yeah. after like you know asking all these questions and critiquing him, you know, is is sitting with him in his grief. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to say anything in order to to show up for him. So I yeah. I think about that like those friends are embodying God's presence for Job, yeah. and they didn't have to say anything in that moment to show mm-hmm. God's love to Job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that we do in seminary, and Cassandra, I know you did this as well, is called CPE, Clinical Pastoral Education, where you serve as a, a chaplain in a hospital. And one of the great learnings that I had in my own experience uh, was that sometimes it's more powerful to be silent than it is to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that we actually, our first instinct is usually to speak out of our own anxiety sure. instead of actually speaking out of a place of genuine comfort or compassion for the other person, right? We say, we want to say something quick to make ourselves feel better. Um, even if we think we're saying it for the other person, right, it's really about lessening our anxiety. And so it can be really hard um, to sit in that space and just be quiet because the quietness makes us anxious, right? Sure. Um, just in the same way that we're trying to relieve the anxiety by saying something, sitting in the quietness ups that anxiety. And you have to be willing to, to sit with that to an extent um, because there is holiness that comes when we stop distracting ourselves with the noise, mm-hmm. right? Like if you've ever been with someone in a hospital uh, right after somebody dies and they turn off all the monitors and everything, the room is quiet, right? There's a there's a wholeness there that doesn't need words. It doesn't need, um, doesn't need sound. It doesn't need the beeps and everything else that's happening up to that point. It's just stillness and silence. And there's something to be said for removing the things that we use to distract ourselves so that we can have a heightened mm-hmm. awareness of what God is actually doing all around us. I, I, I think for me, at least as I'm understanding this particular uh, under, or this particular scene in the story, right? The rocks are not unveiling some new truth. They're unveiling the things that were true the mm-hmm. whole time that could never be communicated because they were too distracted by everything else that was in the way. Mm-hmm. And so if we are able to find a way to sit in silence and to remove the distractions, I think we're able to bear witness to the things that have been true all along that we try to distract ourselves from intentionally or unintentionally. And Jesus removes himself from crowds yeah. all the time. And sometimes they follow him. Oftentimes. And, yeah. They but usually, not always. They right? usually ruin it. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes he goes away so that he can pray and, mm-hmm. and be in silence. So, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately in movies and in books, which, you know, the Bible is a narrative book. Like it's hard to portray silence. Mm-hmm. Like it's just difficult and to then like, they sat there. Yeah. Like <laughs> for a long, long time. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, because for us, Jesus's 40 days of silence in the desert is a sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, like for Jesus, it's 40 days. But for us... Maybe he was screaming for 40 days in the desert. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> I hate this. That's, it's too hot. It's too dusty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I were in the desert for 40 days, I'd probably be... Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it, it does bring us back to... This, there is value in silence. I mean, there, yeah. there are parts and moments in Scripture where there are pauses, and it highlights some um, value in pauses. Yeah. Uh, I think specifically we've got uh, Elijah, a character yeah. uh, that we follow for a bit, who is super down and depressed, and he goes and sits under this tree, and, he's actually, and he challenges God. He's, he's at this moment where he's like, I do not feel loved. Like, yeah. I feel alone. And if you're supposed to be with me, why are we losing? Basically, like, this does not make any sense. And God reminds him, like, there's a lot of people out there who are doing the will of God. And here's what you need to do. Just go sit in this tree, eat a little bit, 
have a snack and fall asleep take a nap yeah and be in, be basically in silence like be alone and then god leads him to a place where god says highlights god's silence mm-hmm. uh in this mountain where god's voice is not in fire earthquake or wind but in yeah. silence yeah uh and i think that's that's a powerful story and an interesting one yeah this is first kings like mm, 18 19 yeah uh, if you're looking for that yeah uh, we also have you know scripture that reminds us you know be still and know that I am God. It's mm-hmm. a reminder that silence can, in in many ways, help us communicate, not hinder communication. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, the challenge that I give to the the movie, having never seen it and so feeling authorized, therefore, to critique everything sure, about yeah. it, right? Uh-huh. Um, is that these two rocks? They don't have the power to speak, but they are clearly like having a conversation, right? Because right. they're you know these words are across the bottom of the screen or whatever, mm-hmm. so you know that they're talking yes and so in some ways i think that the challenge that we face with god is not even trying to like speak in the silence right mm-hmm. because sometimes right we can be sitting silently and our brain is running so fast and sure. we're you know thinking through everything that yeah we're quiet but we're not actually quiet and sure. that's the i think that's the value of the be still uh verse from the psalms right that that stillness that quietness comes over your mind as well mm-hmm. and where are you to the point where you're not actually trying to say anything you're no you're no longer trying to justify yourself to god or appeal to god you're just sitting and what does god have to uh, what does god have to offer in that space yeah no and that i mean that's that's like high level challenging meditation stuff like that's it's not easy it's not Mm -hmm. like oh i can just do this once and i'm gonna be a master at it like this is it's really hard stuff to like sit and actually quiet your mind and actually listen to what god Mm -hmm. might be up to it's advanced spiritual practices yeah well and god does that too i mean god speaks for six days throughout creation and then rests but there's also you know a moment when god's not speaking Mm -hmm. as well yeah yeah i I think uh, you know definitely we especially in america have very busy active lives sure that sometimes are unproductive busyness too right yeah we've got all these oscar movies to watch super busy but not not anything's even happening right And, and even like our downtime is based on like filling the busy, you know, adding more busy, yeah. right? Like, you know, what am I going to do when I get home? I got to watch a lot of my TV shows or I got to do this. It's filled with more noise because that's going to distract me from the noise of my day-to-day, my job mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever's going on. Um, and so there are times and moments where, you know, thinking of like, when was the last time I sat in silence and not yeah. like I'm trying to fall asleep, but is sometimes for many people like, I don't really know. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and I think I even remember reading this somewhere, like, if you wanted to, like, record, like, silence, like, y- in America, mm. you'd have to record for, like, days mm-hmm. to get a minute of silence, you know, hmm. to get one minute where there's no noise at all, because we just have so much noise everywhere. Yeah, there have been noise pollution studies yeah. in the U.S., sure. and um, one of my professors who used to work at he was the pastor at Holden Village, which is in a very remote part of the northern Cascade Mountains in Washington State. Even at Holden Village, they couldn't get, I think it's it was like 20 minutes of uninterrupted silence. Mm-hmm. Because especially with airplanes and things like that, yeah. there's almost nowhere that you can go in the United States that so when we say has silence, a silence. We mean absence from hu- noise pollution. Hu- human human, human noise. constructed Got, noise. Yeah. yeah. So machines. Right. And all so that if you're like out at Holden Village and you hear a bird, that doesn't like no, ruin no, no, your no. silence count. Yeah. This is like man-made. <sighs> Gotta wait another 20 minutes. Yeah. That cardinal was here noise. Again. I got you. Well, and that was one of my favorite places in Texas. Big Bend is so powerful because it's not only 
in the middle of the desert, far away from humanity. It's the middle of the desert. There's not even like bug noise, really. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can really just sit and feel and hear nothing. Yeah, is really just the coyotes that are gonna come after you. Or it's like when you go and yeah. I don't know if y'all have been like in caves. Sure. Where they turn mm-hmm. off all the lights and then it's so dark that all you can hear is like the blood pumping in your body. It's really spooky. Yeah. yeah. It's like a sensory deprivation tank. A little bit. Yeah. So w- was I with you recently, Cassandra, when somebody we were was talking, talking about, about it? Like having a, it was a liturgical sensory deprivation tank. I think tank. it was at that symposium. Oh, that's what about it was. It yeah. 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 Don't scare me. Yeah. <laughs> I was not on board. It was, yeah. 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 Um, so last thing she's going to mention in her article and we'll, we'll kind of end on this is another mild, mild spoiler. Um, I mean, I already ruined the ending, so it's fine. Yeah, in like in the universe where she is a hibachi chef. Sure, she has a hibachi. It's the most delicious universe. She has a hibachi chef rival. Ooh, obviously. And uh, is a knife battle? No, uh, but the rival does uh, experience loss. Mm. I'll say that. A, a profound loss, uh, and he of a finger in a knife battle. <laughs> yeah, hibachi accident gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, and he tells her, um, ultimately, I'm all alone. Mm. And she is sitting Hibachi with him. She will never fill my soul. Yeah. And she is sitting with him and says, it's a good thing that you're not alone. And she helps mm. him. Mm. Uh, this is, this is, a, she helps the rival. This is a bizarrely humorous and beautiful at the same time for me, uh, moment. So I don't want to spoil it, but I okay. think this is really, really interesting. Um, yeah. There you go. So it's even in these moments. We- you feel alone, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. feel unloved, or you feel in silence. Uh, I think for me, what I cling to is God is never apart from us. Yeah. Uh, never far. Um, so even when we feel like God is our hibachi rival, God is always there for us. Yes. Is that what I'm taking away from this? Well, Evan, Evelyn is the one saying he's not alone. Right. Evelyn is the God character in that moment. They're still hibachi rivals, are they sure, not? Sure. That's sure. how you set it up for me. Yeah. This. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be clear. Even when I feel like God, is, I mean, there are times when you feel like God is against you, yeah. and the reality is you're not alone. God is still God is still with you, even if you, even if you're looking around and you're like, it feels like God is against me. Mm-hmm. The story of Scripture tells us that God is not actually against you, and God is in fact standing right there with you. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the story, movie, and yeah. when you started explaining it, I was thinking about um, the parable of the prodigal son, right? Like, there's this. Mm there's this conflict in between the parent and the child the child makes all of these like bad decisions you know because of what's going on in the world and because of their like own decisions and then there's this sort of reconciliation at the end and then the other son is Mm. mad you know so that's sort of the that's the biblical story that's coming to my mind as we're Mm, thinking about this that in revelation because of the whole multiverse time travel thing Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. I think that that's a fine place for us to, to end this conversation. Uh, I love it. Uh, we, we the character we did not speak on is her husband Wayman. Who, um, he, you know, his worldview in in the light of like difficulty is to be playful and kind. Mm. And uh, he has some great lines about the need to be playful and kind, especially when mm. you don't know what's going on. Um, is is really powerful. Uh, great. It, I think it's uh, it's got some amazing family drama within a zany wacky setting and i think both those things like connect so well to one another i walked away being like one of the best movies i've ever seen but wow some people walk away being like 
I hated everything about that because it was so weird and, and bizarre. So I hated everything, everywhere, all at once. That's sure. how I felt about that. <laughs> you, you could, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm hopeful. I'm rooting for it in the Oscars. It's on my Oscar ballot. I picked it for basically all the awards. So, okay. yeah. so listeners, when you hear this, let us know if Patrick is. I guess send in your emails of, of joy or consolation. Yeah. I will know if they're if, yeah. at this point uh, when this comes out. Yeah. So send. Am in, I right or wrong? Send in your concern if uh, if it loses. You can console Patrick via the email, which of course is beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com you can find all of our episodes uh, and uh, every, you can find everything everywhere all at once from Beyond Sunday at beyondsundaypodcast.com yeah anything else Sandra you have anything to say thanks for letting me join you you absolutely, absolutely. and sounds like you might be back next week so yeah I, yeah. I guess go so go ahead and yeah. book that right now <laughs> yeah. get it on your calendar alright thanks for listening everybody we'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday